Welcome to this edition of the Sunshine Boys Podcast. Uh, it's a special edition because we're going to take a deep dive into what's going on in fantasy football. And helping us as our guide is Kevin Payne from RotoWire. Uh, Kevin and the folks at RotoWire are experts in the area of fantasy football. And hopefully we can get you uh, some pointers that will give you an opportunity to win your league. Joining us are, as always, Ira Kaufman, Joe Henderson. I was at the uh, Bucks training camp, and Tim Williams is in Boston. So, Ira, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you the first question for our guest, Kevin Payne. Right. Uh, Kevin, uh, for our listeners, um, talk about the booming popularity of, of fantasy football. Boy, even among the players, i got to think the majority of the, of the NFL players are, are involved in this thing. Uh, Kevin, what, what are the numbers, and uh, are they going up every year? Uh, yes, they are. And the NFL initially didn't really take too kindly to fantasy football. They actually went ahead and kind of hid the stats of the games. But they finally realized that, look, you're bringing in a whole new group of people who are watching Thursday night football watching it all day Sunday, even Sunday night football, and then Monday night football. So now the NFL absolutely loves it. So it's definitely still going to be on the rise. Everybody now has a reason to watch the games. People are rooting for players on teams that they don't root for, and it just makes everything a lot more exciting. So it is still definitely on the rise. There are millions of people every year playing fantasy football. It could be your friends, the people that you hang out with in your own hometown. It could be the people at work. Even women are getting involved, too. That actually might be the, the, the group that's growing the fastest, is that women now are playing fantasy football and absolutely love it. So it's definitely on the rise. Joe Henderson, you and Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Um, as, as a dedicated follower of RotoWire and pretty much uh, lap up any kind of scrap of fantasy information I can get, um, how does it uh, feel from your perspective to know that there are thousands and thousands of geeks out there like me hanging on whether you think Gio, uh, Giovanni Bernard is going to start this week or not? Um, that's got to put a little pressure on you. Yeah, it, it does. And we've got to go ahead and kind of comb through the stats and try to figure out between what the coaches are saying and between their usage in both the preseason games and what they're doing in practice from the beat writers. The one nice thing is in this day and age of social media with Twitter and Facebook and everything else, we do get a good grasp of what's going on with a lot of these teams and what they're doing in practice. So we can kind of go ahead and gauge who's going to be the starter, who's not. Uh, you brought up Gio Bernard, and that backfield is totally mixed up right now. I mean, Jeremy Hill might go ahead and get the work on first and second down. They've got a very talented rookie in Joe Mixon, and obviously Gio Bernard is a very good pass catcher out of the backfield who can handle the full workload if that's what the Bengals decide to do. But just to go ahead and find a kind of figure out who's doing what, uh, it, it, that's our job, and that's what we try to do uh, each and every week to go ahead and figure out Who's going to go ahead and get those valuable touches? Who's going to get the carries? And who's going to catch passes in case you're in a PPR format? Tim Williams, Kevin Payne, RotoWire, your turn. This must be the busiest time of year for, for someone in, in the fantasy football world because everyone's planning their drafts. I know a bunch of people have already had them earlier on in the month, but as we get closer and closer to week one and, and the kickoff, 
people are going to be drafting like crazy. And, and I would imagine that that becomes a bit of an information overload situation, especially with so many injuries coming in through preseason and just news always changing about the NFL. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look even, you know, everybody's hinging and, and waiting to hear what's going to happen with this Ezekiel Elliott suspension. Is it going to be upheld for six games? Is it not? You look at Ryan Tannehill gets hurt. He's out for the season. Is it going to be Matt Moore? Is it going to be Jay Cutler? How does that affect the wide receivers? The other night against the Cleveland Browns, Odell Beckham Jr. gets hit. Everybody was worried about that. Looks like it's just an ankle sprain. Brandon Marshall got hurt. It was just his shoulder. Doesn't appear to be anything serious. So that affects those guys if you're going to draft them or if you've already drafted them. Plus it affects, obviously, the quarterback, Eli Manning, that's throwing to them. So, yeah, every day is something new, and you just got to go ahead and kind of keep up on stuff. We do have that. I think we do a very decent job, and there's other sites that you can out there you can look out there at and see. But I think we do a good job at rotowire.com going ahead and taking a look each and every day at what's going on just so every fantasy owner can go ahead and stay up to date on what's going on in the NFL. You're listening to Kevin Payne of Rotowire here on the Sunshine Boys. I'm Jim Williams. Kevin, uh, what do you look for when you're laying out your you know different positions and grading them by positions? Give me your top four, uh, top three quarterbacks that we should be looking for, and maybe a couple of sleepers. Yeah, top three quarterbacks I think is going to be pretty easy. You start with Aaron Rodgers, and the thing with Aaron Rodgers that people don't uh, always remember is he does a lot with his legs. He's a little bit more mobile than the next two guys I'm going to talk about, and that's going to be Tom Brady, who just might throw a ton this year. No LeGarrette Blunt there. They just may go ahead and air it out all game. They brought in Brandon Cooks, who's a fantastic weapon. Rob Gronkowski should be healthy. And then Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew Brees is, I believe he's 38 years old now. He's getting up there, but that's still a very potent offense that they're going to go ahead and chuck the ball a lot. So those are the three guys that I would take a look at initially. But if you're in a fantasy league that only goes ahead and rewards four points for a passing touchdown as opposed to six, I'm a big big advocate of going ahead and waiting on quarterback. A couple guys in the middle rounds that I like that I think you go ahead and take. Number one, Marcus Mariota. He's going to rush for 400 yards. He's going to go ahead and get you four to five rushing touchdowns. Again, not things that you're going to get from Tom Brady and Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, those type of guys. So love Marcus Mariota. They've given, given him a few more weapons. Eric Decker came on board. They drafted Corey Davis. He's still got Delaney, uh, Delaney Walker, who's a kind of a safety blanket. The other guy I would take a look at, too, Jameis Winston. Both those guys came out of the same draft class. I think both those guys are going to take a leap into the top 10 of fantasy quarterbacks. Jameis goes ahead and gets Deshaun Jackson. He's got the deep threat now. He's got Mike Evans, who's a top five wide receiver in the league. He's got a couple of good, dependable tight ends. And I don't know that I totally trust the running game there. So they may have to go ahead and air it out a lot. And that might be the best team in that division. So those are two guys that I think you could go ahead and take in the mid rounds. As I said, if you're going to play in a, in a league that awards four points for a passing touchdown as opposed to six, I think they're going to go ahead and give you a nice return. Kevin, let's go to one buck place and Ira Kaufman, who is out there in uh, Jameis Winston's neighborhood. You know, Jim, I can't argue with, uh, with anything our guest just said. Uh, I love Mike Evans, and I think the biggest impact of Deshaun Jackson's arrival here in Tampa, Kevin, is uh, to pave the way for Mike Evans to be a first-team All-Pro this year. I mean, 
You can't double, triple team Mike Evans, Jim, when you got Deshaun Jackson who, who can burn you deep. Um, quick question for Kevin, you know, and you touched on this a little bit, Kev, but injuries, injuries during the season, major factor in fantasy football. People want to know who's going to be available. And so, Kev, my question, are there certain teams that hide injuries better than others that you trust more what the coach is saying? Um, how do you deal with the information in, in the middle of the week from some of these teams uh, regarding injuries, Kev? Yeah, that's always a good thing. And I write a waiver column every Monday uh, that, you know, I'm trying to read the tea leaves and figure out what's going on with these teams. I'll tell you what, Ron Rivera there in Carolina, he's usually pretty honest. They're usually very forthcoming with their injuries and what's going on with their team. They have been with uh, Cam Newton all this preseason. He's coming off the shoulder injury. The team I don't trust the most, the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick keeps everything close to the vest. You never know what's going on with them. A guy could go ahead and practice Friday, and that'll be his only practice for the week, and he'll suit up and be just fine and, and get the normal workload on Sunday. So it is it does vary team to team, and I, I got to think that Bill Belichick, for the, the genius he is, he knows that it's probably the smart thing to play close to the vest so you don't get the other team a uh, game plan to go ahead and figure out what you're going to do. So those are, I think, the two extreme examples. As I said, I do trust what Ron Rivera will say, and I don't really trust anything that Bill Belichick says. So speaking of Bill Belichick, let's go to New England and, and Tim Williams in Boston. You know, there are so many different kinds of fantasy football, from the way you can draft teams to the length of the game itself to the way that scoring is done. So my question would be, as I'm not in a league yet for this year, and it's been a while since I've played, if you were running a league, how would you set it up? How would you set up the draft? How would you set up scoring? What's your ideal fantasy football experience? Yeah, it's interesting. I have a league that I'm in that's uh, pretty high stakes. I've got a friend who's a lawyer who goes ahead and fronts the money. And every year we go ahead and draft in Vegas in July, the first week in July. So, number one, you've got to go ahead and be on your game and know what's going on as far back as July. And, it's, I mean, so many things change in the next few months. And our league actually adapts for that, that if a guy goes down, you get back some of the money you spent on him in the auction to go ahead and use for free agent bidding. But I like this league because, number one, we have a super flex spot. And basically that means that outside of your first quarterback, you can go ahead and draft a second quarterback. Now, quarterbacks are the highest scoring players in fantasy football, so that makes it a little more interesting and makes it a little more um, – you've got to go ahead and draft those quarterbacks early or spend a lot of money in an auction. The other thing we do is we do two tight ends, three wide receivers, two running backs, and another flex spot. So we've got the super flex spot that you can go ahead and use a quarterback for, and then another flex spot that you can use a running back, wide receiver, tight end for. So the more players you go ahead and add to the pool, I, I think you've got to be a little bit smart. You've got to be a little bit more on your game. So if you've done your research, it's going to go ahead and benefit you. I do like the four points for the uh, for a passing touchdown in this instance for the quarterbacks, just because you're already adding a lot more value with the super flex spot. But that to me, and add a defense, tight end, or a defense and kicker, that's what I like the best. More positions you add, the smarter and a little bit sharper you got to be, and those are going to be the, the fantasy owners that are going to win the league. We're going to end our first segment here with Joe Henderson trying to, de to best his own son in his uh, <laughs> fantasy football league. Mr. Henderson, you're on the oh, court. 
yeah, painful, painful. The um, yes, this is a year of of, of redemption for the Mojo Men uh, because uh, only lost one game in the regular season last year, and then got to the championship game against my own son, and actually made the mistake of going with the consensus, which said to play Marcus Mariota that week instead of Colin Kaepernick who absolutely blew it up against the Rams and it cost me winning the championship. Not that I'm bitter, but on, uh, I'm, I'm going to nail you down here. I'm picking eighth in uh, our draft on Saturday. I'm figuring I'm going to have my choice. Um, we're in a standard scoring league, uh, between, uh, possibly Mike Evans, Melvin Gordon, AJ Green or Devonta Friedman. Now that comes down to receiver basically versus running back. What would be your philosophy in that position? Yeah, as I said, I'm kind of preaching going wide receiver, running back heavy very early. And all those guys, I don't know that you're going to go wrong with anyone. The only one that's got a little bit of a red flag next to him right now is Devonta Freeman, who's still in the concussion protocol. So he's supposed to get out of that soon, and he should be just fine. He should be the, the the main guy for Atlanta in that offense that was the highest-scoring offense last season. But if I'm going to go ahead and take somebody, man, I, I, I'd probably lean, and this is splitting hairs, I'd probably lean towards Melvin Gordon. He's going to get 250-plus carries. He's going to catch passes out of the backfield. You know, last year, one of the, one of the reasons why he's had such good seasons was uh, Danny Woodhead got hurt. Well, Danny Woodhead's in Baltimore now, so he doesn't have to worry about him. The only time he's going to come off the field is when he says, I need a breather, get me out of the game, coach. So I'm going to say out of all those guys, Melvin Gordon, no problem, though, taking any of the other guys. We've got them ranked right behind Melvin Gordon as far as A.J. Green goes, as far as Mike Evans goes. Those are guys that are very steady as well. And you might give those guys a little bit of a bump if it's any type of PPR format. We'll be back with more of Kevin Payne with RotoWire as we help you uh, get ready for your NFL fantasy draft right here on the Sunshine Boys Heard on SB Nation Radio after this. Hello, my friends, those of us who are cord cutters out there. You know, often in sports we talk about game changers. Well, the same can be said in the streaming video business because we now have a game changer, folks. And that game changer is Vader Streams. That's right, Vader Streams. It's available through Boom Media at boommedia.org. Now, here's what you get. For less than $20 a month, that's right, less than $20 a month, you get live streaming from ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, the CW, AE, AMC, Food Network, Animal Planet, Bravo, Cartoon Network, Fox Business, CNBC, MSNBC. I think you're getting the idea here. You get all of the top channels in the United States for less than 20 bucks. But that just is the top of the iceberg, folks. You get the Canadian channels. That's right. Global BC, CBC, CTV, and of course, a number of Canadian channels that, uh, you know, you're not going to get anywhere else. Sports channels, got you covered there. We got Sky. We got BT Sports. We got ESPN. We got Eurosports. We got sports from the United States, CBS, NBC, ESPN. We've got the regionals, CSN Philly, CSN California, Chicago, and Northwest. Plus, of course, the Yankees' own Yes Network. 
You're a fan of the UK? I am. You get BBC. You get ITV. You get Channel 4, Channel 5. And all of the top UK channels. You get the premium channels. Cinemax, HBO, Stars, Showtime, Epics. All 300 plus channels for less than 20 bucks. That's right. 300 channels, less than 20 bucks. All you have to do is go to boommedia.org. That's boommedia.org. Check out the Vader streams and they will handle everything for you. They set it up. Takes took me five minutes to enter a password and my passcode, and boom, I was watching HD video. From the BBC in London this morning in perfect HD. So, in our description box, all you have to do is click on the link. It is boommedia.org. That's boommedia.org. Look into Vader Streams, and I'm telling you, it is a game changer. Welcome back, everybody, to the Sunshine Boys podcast heard right here on SB Nation Radio. Uh, joining us today, uh, our special guest, Kevin Payne uh, of Roto-Wire. And Kevin is here with the Sunshine Boys. That's Ira Kaufman, Joe Henderson, Tim Williams. Ira Kaufman at one buck in your place. Let's start with you as we start the second half and talk a little bit more about uh, fantasy football and fantasy drafting. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, Kev, two quick ones. Uh, I'm picking a team uh, Monday, and I'm – uh, I'm kind of a neophyte at this, so question one, uh, what are one or two of the classic blunders that inexperienced uh, fantasy players make? And number two, Kev, how do you evaluate rookies like a Leonard Fournette, a Dalvin Cook? Uh, Kevin, is that, uh, is, is that more of an art or more of a science? Uh, but start off with a couple of classic blunders that, uh, that young fantasy players uh, usually make. Yeah, I would say the first, there's two things that really come to mind right away. Number one, just keep track of who has already been drafted because there's going to be that guy in the room that in the 12th and 13th round tries to draft somebody that's already on somebody else's team. Happens all the time, happens in every single draft I've done. Uh, so just keep track of who's who's gone and who's still available. The other thing I would say, too, that people, every one of us who's out there drafting has a favorite football team don't let that be your bias if you root for team abc don't go ahead and grab those players just because that you root for them yes it's very nice and if they're going to be available at an appropriate time grab them it's just it'll be double the fun but don't go ahead and i see this happen all the time that people take the players for the team they like way too early so when you're looking at the draft and going why did that guy go so early Chances are the owner roots for that team, roots for that player, and went ahead and reached for them. Uh, as far as rookies go, I think this might be a resurgence year for rookies. Leonard Fournette is going to get a ton of touches down there in Jacksonville. It's been a while since they've had a really good running back. Um, he is dealing with a lower leg injury. It's considered to be minor, so he should be good to go. Delvin Cook is a guy that really shot up draft charts because Latavius Murray who for some reason didn't make a lot of sense to me. The Vikings signed five days after he had surgery. 
Uh, he's been hurt. He has not been practicing. And Delvin Cook's been playing with the first stringers, and they've been absolutely impressed with them. So those are two guys that I like a lot that I think are going to make an impact. We're always looking for that next guy that's going to be like Ladanian Tomlinson in his rookie year when he just went absolutely nuts. If there's one guy that I'm a little bit hesitant on, it's going to be Joe Mixon from the Cincinnati Bengals. Jeremy Hill's there. He could get first and second down work. And Gio Bernard, we talked about this earlier, could get third down work. The only problem I have with rookies that you've got to be a little bit careful about is two things. Number one, do they know the playbook? Have they picked it up and they know all the plays? And number two, can they pass protect, especially on third downs and passing downs? Because you've got to keep your quarterback upright. It doesn't matter. You could have all the talent in the world, but if you can't keep your quarterback upright, you're not going to be on the field. So that's kind of what I take a look at when I'm looking at the different rookies. But I think this is going to be a little bit of a resurgence year for these running backs. Ira, since uh, you're going to be leaving us in a couple of minutes, uh, I'll give you a backup question. All right, thank you. Uh, I already told you, uh, you know, I'm here at one buck, and uh, and Mike Evans to me is off the charts. Uh, Kevin, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he went past uh, Antonio Brown and 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 Julio Jones uh, th- this season. Uh, I'm very very high on, on him. Um, what about a guy? Like Travis Kelsey, um, Kevin, uh, heck of a player, heck of a talent, uh, deep threat at, at, at tight end, which you don't get quite often. But, Kevin, that Kansas City offense, I'm looking at it, and I, I follow the Chiefs closely. To me, Kevin, they don't have a lot of weapons. Um, now, they're talking about using Tyreek Hill more. I, I think that's a mistake. I think they used him perfectly last year. Um are you down on Alex Smith and, and the Chiefs from an offensive standpoint, Kev? You know, it's interesting. Uh, it's, it's always tough to bet against Andy Reid. He always seems to be the guy that gets you up to the top of the hill, but not quite over. So uh, Alex Smith, look, he's the type of you know game manager. He's going to go ahead and take the short passes. Uh, Tyreek Hill, you're probably right. I don't know that I see him as a really true number one wide receiver, just considering his size. He does have elite speed, though. you got to give him that. Uh, but, you know, the size, especially in the red zone, the guy that might be a little bit interesting to me is Chris Conley. He's going to be the number two wide receiver there. I think that he's a bigger wide receiver, might be more of a red zone threat. And we've got Travis Kelsey, believe it or not, the only tight end that we have. We've got him penciled in for over 1,000 yards receiving. And I really think they'll go ahead and utilize him in this offense. He's the type of guy who's a much better pass catcher than he is a blocker. Uh, so, and looking at the landscape of tight ends, I mean, do you expect Rob Gronkowski to play 15, 16 games at this point? Probably not. Jordan Reed, another elite tight end, he's already banged up and he's got concussion history. So you can't count on him for 15 or 16 games. So at least looking at Travis Kelsey, when you go ahead and draft a guy like that, at least you know he's going into the season a little bit more healthy than some of the other elite players at the position. You do have Greg Olson out there, though, Kev. He's strong. He's strong. He is. He is, and he's very consistent. Cam Newton loves him. I talked a little bit earlier about guys who are a safety blanket. He is definitely that safety blanket in that Carolina offense, which is going to be very potent. Oh, gosh, and I can't believe I forgot to bring him up. Christian McCaffrey is going to run crazy on this league. I can't wait to see what they go ahead and do with them. They're going to line him up in the slot. They're going to throw to him out of the backfield. And that's just going to help Greg Olson give him a little bit more looser coverage to get open on those team patterns that he loves to run down the field. Joe Henderson. Well, I'll backtrack to another rookie uh, down here in Tampa. Um, the uh, 
football people went crazy the night of the draft when the Bucks got O.J. Howard. But do you really see him being that much of a fantasy factor this year uh, with Cameron Brait and all the other weapons uh, that the Buccaneers have? Yeah, that's going to be tough because, as you just said, I mean, he's not only uh, got to give up uh, looks to Mike Evans, uh, Deshaun Jackson, but Cameron Brait's there as well, who's very uh, talented. And tight end, once again, it's a tough position to go ahead and pick up in your rookie season. I would go ahead and another guy that's like going around the same spot that O.J. Howard is, is Austin Hooper for the Atlanta Falcons. The difference is Hooper's in his second season. So he's picked up the offense. He's had a little bit more time. So I would say if I'm going to go ahead and take a look at the two guys, again, O.J. Howard's got competition at his position down there in Tampa Bay. I'd rather take somebody like Austin Hooper, who's going to have the main role, in Atlanta and is going around the same draft spot. Now down the line, you know, if it's a keeper league, I'm a little bit higher on Howard because I think he's going to definitely outdo Brayton in the long term. But for this season, if we're just looking at uh, what I expect these guys to do, is that I would go with somebody like Cooper. Tim Williams. You know, there's one thing that's been fascinating me about fantasy football in recent years is that there's now leagues that don't just keep track of defense by team, but you can actually draft individual defensive players. And as someone who's considering joining a league where you actually keep track of individual defensive players, do you think there's anyone who might stand out on that end of the ball in a fantasy football perspective as well? a particular defensive player that might really make a leap in terms of racking up statistics. Yeah, I, I would just take a look at some of the elite defenses and try to go ahead and pick some players from there. And by elite defenses, the top five we've got that I'm totally on board with and I think is absolutely accurate, Denver Broncos, Houston Texans, Seattle Seahawks, Cardinals, and Chiefs. Um, and a lot of those teams, you go ahead and you want to use them when they're at home. You could go ahead and uh, a big strategy in fantasy football is to kind of go ahead and use the waiver wire and find good matchups when a team is at home. The one guy that I think you're going to want to take as long as he's going to go ahead and be healthy, if you're going to go ahead and use individual guys, J.J. Watt from the Houston Texans. He's the obvious guy. He just seems to be able to make plays, whether it's sacks, interceptions, returns for touchdowns. He is always one of the elite guys, so he would be number one on my charts if you're drafting individual defensive players. Tell you what, we're going to step aside one more time, then we'll come back and finish up the Sunshine Boys when we really kind of put Kevin to the test and help um, you all out there draft the perfect team come uh, this Sunday or next Sunday or any time before the kickoff in about three weeks' time. We'll be back. With the Sunshine Boys right here on SB Nation Radio after this. Hey everyone, let's talk a little bit about Amazon Prime. Now, if you are a fan of the Sunshine Boys, then you're going to get a free 30-day trial of Amazon Prime. Now, besides the bargains you get on pretty much everything you could ever possibly want, you get two days free shipping. In some cases, in some areas, you even get one day free shipping. Okay? You also get free access to Amazon Prime Video. The home of great original content like The Man in the High Castle, Transparent, plus some of your favorite binge-watching shows like Orphan Black, 24, or Down Abbey. You also get access to thousands of very cool albums and CDs on Amazon Music, all for free. That's right. So, no reason why you should not take that 30-day trial that we're offering to you right here at the Sunshine Boys. 
Give Amazon Prime a 30-day free trial on us. We guarantee you're going to sign up afterwards. Just click the link in the box below. That's click the link in our description box to get 30 free days of Amazon Prime. Welcome back to the Sunshine Boys. I'm Jim Williams, your host. Joe Henderson is with us. Tim Williams, Ira Kaufman had to jump off because he's covering the Buccaneers at one buck place. Our guest is Kevin Payne of Rotowire. Uh, Kevin, uh, from my standpoint, uh, I'm curious, uh, as we get ready for you know the draft, why don't you, if you could, take us through, from your standpoint, some of the things that people, some of the uh, key players that people should be looking at and some of the sleepers that we have. I know we did that uh, on the quarterback side. Let's go position by position and a little bit more on the uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, um, let's start with running back. Um, okay. Guys I like, and I'm a little bit higher on than most people are, uh, Mike Gillisley got back to practice yesterday. He was a full participant, wasn't limited. He had a hamstring injury. Really like him, and basically the Patriots went ahead and overhauled the running back spot. They let LeGarrette Blunt go. He signed with the Philadelphia Eagles. They brought in Rex Burkhead. They brought in Gillisley. And Bill Belichick said a couple of weeks ago, Gillisley's the most versatile back. So, Let's take a look at what LeGarrette Blunt leaves behind. 299 carries, 18 rushing touchdowns. Those numbers have to go to somebody. Now, do I expect Gillis Lee to go ahead and do that? No, but if he does 70, 80% of that and you're getting him in the middle rounds, really, really like that value. So he's a guy that I've gone ahead and, and targeted in a lot of my drafts and I'm a little bit higher on than most. Looking at wide receivers, some of the position we really haven't talked about, we talked a little bit about the rookie running backs, but let's talk a little bit about wide receiver. A guy in the middle rounds that I really like, Martavis Bryant. This is a guy who sat out last year. He was suspended. He's the bigger guy between him and Antonio Brown. He's six foot four, 220 pounds. He's the bigger red zone target. He's going to see single coverage all day because you can't cover Le'Veon Bell, you can't cover Antonio Brown, and you can't cover Martavis Bryant. The thing I like about Brian is this. He's going to get single coverage, and he wasn't hurt last year. A lot of guys, I'd be a little bit hesitant if they missed the year because they tore their ACL or something like that. But Bryant was still around the team. He knows the playbook all, the, all a little bit better. He's a young kid. I think he's going to have the opportunity to do a lot. He's going to be the home run hitter, I really think, in that Steeler offense. There's one red flag. It's a little bit weird. Big Ben has played much worse on the road than he has at home the last two seasons, which is something a little bit odd in fantasy football. We take a look at that in fantasy baseball, but fantasy football, that's a little bit different. But I still expect Martavis Bryant to go ahead, have a big season. The other guy that you could take even later, and I'm talking rounds 10, 11, 12, is Robbie Anderson from the New York Jets. Look, uh, Quincy Anunwa was getting some buzz. He's out for the season. They have to throw the ball to somebody. And it might come in garbage time, but as I said earlier, we don't care about that in fantasy football. We're just looking at the cumulative stats. So if Robbie Anderson goes ahead and who showed flashes of potential last year, who's a guy who runs below a 4 4 40, uh, I really think that this is a guy that you're going to want to go ahead and target. They've got to get the ball to somebody, and I really think it's going to be him. Cool. All right, how about we uh, talk a little bit about the defenses you want to get? Yeah, defenses, as I said, um, you want to take a look at some of these teams that, number one, are going to run the ball a lot and also have a lot of playmakers on defense. So you start with Denver Broncos just because they play at home at Mile High Stadium. Other teams come in and they're not used to the climate there. 
That gives them an advantage right away. They've got a couple of talented uh, corners. Chris Harris is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. can go ahead and shut down any opposing wide receiver. So that's going to be your number one. Talked a little bit earlier about J.J. Watt, just a playmaker on defense. So the Houston Texans, and and the thing you've got to like about the Houston Texans, too, is they play in a lot of low-scoring games. They're going to run the ball a lot with Lamar Miller. They're going to eat up that clock. So that's a team you want to take a look at if if your league goes ahead and rewards for points, uh, keeping the opposing team low. Seattle Seahawks, that probably is the toughest place to play going up into Seattle, the 12th man they've got up there. We know what the crowd noise is like up, out there. They'll have Richard Sherman, a lot of guys that can make plays on defense. And they playing in a good division, too, where they can go ahead and create a lot of turnovers. Carson Palmer doesn't have places to zip on the ball he used to. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers or the Los Angeles Rams, I got to call them now. Uh, you know, they're not going to go ahead and put up a lot of points, especially with Jared Goff, a quarterback, a second year guy that we're not really sure he's going to make it or not in this league. So those would be the top three defenses I would take a look at Arizona Cardinals, Kansas City Chiefs. And then, believe it or not, one team you wouldn't think about it, the New England Patriots. They're a team that does do or die. They either create a lot of turnovers, they might give up a lot of points, but they can create turnovers. So, something uh, another team you can go ahead and consider joe henderson there is um a strategy i'd like to get your uh, opinion on uh, a draft strategy that basically says don't draft a defense maybe don't even draft a kicker um if there are better you know uh, more interesting sleeper skill players uh still left in the draft the reasoning being, of course, that you can always pick up a kicker or a defense off the waiver wire uh, after you see how uh, everything's unfolding. How do you feel about that strategy, and would you ever uh, employ that yourself? Yeah, the league I was talking about, I actually did that exact strategy. Um, I did not draft a defense. I did not draft a, a kicker. We have waiver wires that run before week one, so I'm totally fine going ahead and picking up both of those positions then. And I'll give you a great example of why you could do that mix and match. The Buffalo Bills, which I'm located up here in Buffalo, I always tell people I'm a glutton for punishment. I root for my Buffalo Bills no matter what. But take a look at what they're doing week one. They're going to be at home against the New York Jets. That is an elite matchup right now. So you can go ahead and pick up a team like that. And that's going to be each and every week that you can go ahead and go to your waiver wire and pick somebody up. And as opposed to taking a defensive picker, the two people I got that I'll go ahead and mention, Evan Ingram, who looks like he's going to be a very talented tight end for the New York Giants, and I got Rex Burkhead just to back up Mike Gillisley, who's on the same team. Normally I don't advocate for handcuffing, but I feel like in the New England situation, anything can change. Belichick could go ahead and, and switch to Burkhead if Gillisley has a fumble or two. So I like having those two guys on my roster, and then I'll go ahead and figure out what cuts I need to make that week before week one and pick up a defense, pick up a kicker just based on the matchups. Tim. We talked about sleepers. We talked about some star players who people should be looking to draft early. But, of course, we know there's a big disconnect between fantasy football and the game we see on TV sometimes. And there are some guys who are considered star players in the NFL that aren't necessarily all that productive in fantasy football. So for anyone out there who's maybe just thinking of drafting star players, who's someone that you might avoid that the common football fan might 
be enticed by just on name alone? Yeah, uh, gosh, it's going to be an interesting situation down in New Orleans. You've got uh, uh, Mark Ingram and you've got Adrian Peterson. And we know what Adrian Peterson has done in the past. I'm a little bit skeptical, though, just given his injury history over the last couple of years to see what he can do. Um, and it's usually the running backs that I'm very skeptical of. Uh, another good example, taking a look at the Raiders with Marshawn Lynch. Uh, does he have a lot, still have gas left in the tank? I'm not really sure. That's a little bit of a situation that I think is dicey, as well as the Seattle running backs. Eddie Lacy, they went ahead and signed him. And to me, it says a lot when a player goes ahead and has to get a bonus based upon making sure he makes a certain weight. He's got two good running backs behind him in Thomas Rawls and C.J. Postice, although both those guys are banged up at this point. So it, it, it's just those guys who I'm a little bit concerned about, whether they're not in shape, whether they've been out of the game, or they've had an injury history. So those are kind of the, some of the situations I'm kind of just staying away for collectively. If one of those guys is available very late, I would take a chance on them. But as I said, overall, I'm going to go ahead and stay away from those situations and take somebody that I think has a better hold on the starting job. Joe Henderson. There is a, a quarterback out there that I've had for the last couple of years that I think is the ultimate boomer bust guy. Drives me crazy. Um, he's usually sitting there at halftime with like two points and then winds up with, you know, 25 or 30. His name's Tyrod Taylor. Uh, how do you feel about him, um, especially uh, going into this year with an, uh, kind of a new situation for him? Yeah, and as I said, I'm up here in Buffalo, so I, I right. think I've got my pulse on what's going on here. Um, I don't know that that was the worst trade of what the Bills did. Um, a little disappointed Anton Bolden left, and I thought he was going to be a good mentor to some of these younger guys. And his yards per catch were way down last year. I think it was 8.7 yards per catch. But he's the type of guy that I would like to have seen in there in the slot on third down, finds the soft spots in the defense to lay down and get you that first down. Very physical receiver. Looking at Tyrod, though, the one thing that he's going to do, and I talked a little bit about this earlier with Marcus Mariota, is he's going to get you 500 rushing yards. And believe it or not, when Sammy Watkins was out last year, his numbers didn't change. He does have a very talented wide receiver in Zay Jones, a rookie that they took who had who led college football in receiving yards last year. Has had 2,000-yard seasons and 18 receiving touchdowns each of the last two seasons of his college career. Uh, they've also got Jordan Matthews, who is supposed to be ready for week one. They brought him in, and I think that the feeling was with Sammy Watkins and his injury history, at least with Jordan Matthews, uh, you're going to get a lot of drops, but at least you've got a guy that might be 90% of what Sammy Watkins was and at least will be on the field. you still got Charles Clay, too, who was banged up all last season and but scored four touchdowns over his last four games. So I do like Tyrod Taylor. He's basically playing to try to get himself a big contract and stay as a starter. So uh, the schedule is not pr particularly great for him, but just given the fact of what he can do with his legs, he should go ahead and have the most rushing yards out of any quarterback in the league. So that is just such valuable fantasy points, especially if you're in a type of format that goes ahead and just gives you one fantasy point per 25 yards of passing. Tim, quick question. When you're watching the games, it, I can all, I've always had trouble when I have a fantasy team trying to follow individual players in a team sport, but 
it does really show you a different side of football. What's one thing you think you've learned through following fantasy football as well as the NFL that you wouldn't have just picked up watching football, no matter how much of it you watch? Yeah, well, the first rule I would give people is don't watch the players that are on your fantasy team because they never seem to do good when you're actually watching them. And just for about any fantasy sport. Um, but, you know, just watching the games, there's the eyeball test. And I talk about this all the time that you can watch these guys and figure out, you know, are they doing good or bad based upon the offensive line? Are they doing good or bad just based upon their talent level? And I'll give you an example of this. Last year, Jay Jai was absolutely fantastic when his offensive line was completely healthy there for the Miami Dolphins. Once they picked up a few injuries, all of a sudden those 200-yard games he had disappeared. He was, you know, not doing as well. But it was just watching those games and seeing that, look, he's not getting touched till he's five yards down the field. So that's unbelievable that that could even happen. And so that's one of the things that I would go ahead and take a look at, and especially when you're trying to evaluate talent, is that based upon the team in the offense or on the individual player, and sometimes it's going to be because the, team, the person has that talent and because they're on a good offense, and that just makes it all the better for your fantasy team. Let me ask you this question. Um, the Falcons are moving into their new stadium this year. You've got the Raiders, who, for all intents and purposes, will be playing um, their final season in Oakland with the world knowing they're moving. And, of course, then there's the Chargers. Does that in any way, shape, and or form, given that those are all kind of interesting little side uh, bar situations, should that be taken into consideration in any way, shape, or form with regard to uh, fantasy football? Uh, I would say no, except for the fact that the Raiders are moving to Las Vegas, and you got to wonder how that's going to affect the team. Are they, be, you know, are they going to be at Caesars till three in the morning? And and I know for a fact here in Buffalo that that's been an issue with a few players who have been all of a sudden inactive on Sunday and people don't know why. And it was, well, they were out till three in the morning, four in the morning, the night before. Too many so wings. I'm sorry. Yeah. Too many exactly. Buffalo wings. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, eating Buffalo wings and, and, and drinking adult beverages. But so the Raiders might be the one team I might be a little bit hesitant. Uh, but I, I would say overall, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm sure the Raiders going to have people in place. They're going to get more or less babysit and keep an eye on these guys, you know, get a phone call for curfew just to make sure that everybody's home and in bed the night before a game. So, that would be the only case I'd be worried about, but the other teams that are, you know, relocated or relocating, I wouldn't be so worried about. Okay. Uh, if you could, Kevin, uh, how can we get in touch with you? I would follow you on Twitter, give us your social media, and uh, and how we can uh, follow RotoWire and you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, the one thing we've got great, and it's believe it or not, it's a top five app right now. If you go to RotoWire Fantasy Football app. Uh, it's top five right now. Uh, I believe that it would be even higher, except for there's Eclipse apps that are beating us out. So <laughs> that should change next week, I would think. But so rotowire.com backslash free. Sign up for a free 10-day trial. You get all our information. We're confident enough that we're not going to bombard you with emails or anything. You can sign up and get all our information free for 10 days. And if you want to hit me up on Twitter, I'm at Casey Payne, P-A-Y-N-E, 26 Always happy to talk questions. I always put down little different fantasy tidbits, 
whenever I can or I see something or I find a stat that I think is interesting. So you can check me out on there on social media. Hey, thanks a lot, Kevin. And uh, Joe Henderson, final thoughts, your social media. Well, you can find me on Twitter at uh, the initial J Henderson Tampa. And um, my thoughts are that if Mike Evans is there Saturday when I'm picking eighth, I'm grabbing him. All right. Tim Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at Tim Writes Sports. And while we're on the subject of games related to football, I can't recommend enough. Please also join a picks league because there's nothing like picking teams in a team sport. That brings to a close yet another edition of Sunshine Boys Podcast. Uh, you know, if you haven't subscribed to us, it's easy to do. All you have to do is go to the iTunes Store, Google Play, Stitcher, or right here on Blog Talk Radio. It's free of charge. It comes to your phone or to your email box without any hesitation each week. And that way you can hear the Sunshine Boys podcast. So, for our guest, Kevin Payne from Rotowire, for the Sunshine Boys, Ira Kaufman and Joe Henderson, for Tim Williams in Boston, I'm Jim Williams, your host. Hope you enjoy this edition of the Sunshine Boys podcast. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Amazon Prime channels and HBO Now. Are you a fan of Game of Thrones? I know I am. How about Ballers with Dwayne Rock Johnson? That's an outstanding show. This week with John Oliver. Maybe it's HBO's fine boxing series or the outstanding movies that they have. Look, HBO has set the standard for quality television programming for years. We have HBO Now, which is part of a great lineup of Amazon Prime video channels, which gives you HBO at a reduced price, even cheaper than a standalone subscription. That's right. We can get you HBO Now cheaper than you can get it in a standalone subscription. Look, you can take HBO Now with you anywhere. You can see all that outstanding programming when you want to see it, where you want to see it. Watch it on your phone. Watch it on your tablet, your laptop, or any streaming video device. Hey, look, if you're not sure that you, you know, want to subscribe to HBO Now, the best streaming video service that money can buy, hey, look, we're going to give you a chance to check it out for free. That's right, free. For one week, you can watch all the quality series and movies on HBO Now. For free. All you have to do is check it out on HBO, on Amazon Prime channels. Just click the link in our description box and start watching HBO Now anywhere for seven days for free. And we guarantee you're going to come back and you're going to take advantage of that Amazon Prime channels discount for HBO Now. 